I'm joined in the studio by Ombre Schultz of the not-for-profit organisation Passarelle. Passarelle is a small Luxembourg not-for-profit that works to defend the human rights of asylum seekers, beneficiaries and those who have been rejected status. Ombre, thank you for joining me. Thank you for welcoming me today. Who and when does someone come to you for help? The people themselves, they come to the to the office, they say, they explain their situation a little bit to us. Um, we can give them an appointment. We have a lot of people also coming from social offices. So we work a lot with um, the social assistance from the different structures and facilities hosting asylum seekers and refugees, the Red Cross, Caritas, social assistance from the ONA as well. And what is the distinction between an asylum seeker and a refugee? Is there really a distinction? Yeah, there is. Uh, an asylum seeker is someone who is still in the procedure Uh, he has not been recognized as a refugee yet. So when you arrive in Luxembourg as an asylum seeker, you first request international protection and then you will get um, uh, an interview uh, in order to explain why you left your country and why you're persecuted in your country. A refugee is someone who has the status, who, who has been recognized, for whom the international protection is granted. And what would the, the time frame be for someone So they arrive in the country, they apply for asylum status. Does that have to take place within a certain number of days? For now, with the COVID situation, um, people stay in a in a camp where they have to quarantine for a bit and then they go to, to the, the immigration office to request international protection. And then after this, um, they are uh, reassigned to another structure, another camp and... Uh, After that, they will get uh, an invitation to do the interview, which can take some time. Yeah. And when you say some time, I mean, are we talking months? Yeah, yeah, we're talking months. By law, the ministry should answer in the six months, but it's not, uh, it's not an obligation per se. So, so, yeah, it can take some months. I know you can't give um, specifics, but can you tell me um, the type of work you've been doing in the past? Yeah, we receive people who need help. So, basically, we see... We have kind of a biased view because we see when there is a problem in the procedure for someone. Uh, it's quite diverse, to be honest. Uh, we receive people who just need the information about the procedure, how to how to get through the procedure. We prepare people for the interview. Uh, we receive a lot of people uh, who are in Dublin in the Dublin procedure, which means Luxembourg. Um, say that they are not responsible to 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 look into their asylum request. Um, we help the people also to understand why they got a negative decision from the ministry. We have a lot of cases of uh, family reunification. Um, we also focus a lot on the rights of the child. We have been dealing with emergency cases where uh, families with uh, underage children or vulnerable women have been uh, found themselves in the street. We are also very attentive to uh, the respect of the Istanbul Convention, for instance. Uh, it's the Convention of the Council of Europe Against Violence Against Women and Domestic Violence, which Luxembourg signed in 2018. So, yeah, we read sometimes negative decisions which are quite shocking to be honest and not quite in respect with this convention so yeah we help the people to understand those decisions and the kind of thing you mean with protection through the Istanbul convention there have been women who have been um, victim of uh, genital mutilation of uh, forced marriage in the country right. and still receive a negative decision here in the ministry really 
And yeah, we help them to also know the Istanbul Convention, which is uh, really important for the people to to understand and mm. to to see that Luxembourg actually yeah signed this uh, convention mm-hmm. and it's important mm-hmm. to work on this and would social workers typically send the people to you or is the word just out that passerelle is the place you go when you need help uh, i would say both the um, people like ben- our beneficiaries know no passerelle quite uh, quite well now so between them themselves they they talk to each other yeah. i know you're you're probably busy at the best of times because things have been quite dramatic with the refugee crisis in the past years but have things changed in the last weeks when the situation in afghanistan has that been have you seen a difference there Yeah, we see we have many uh, people from Afghanistan contacting us the the past weeks. There are different situations, so we have a lot of people who are here since quite a time now, who have uh, the refugee status or who have even the nationality. They're now Luxembourgish because they're here since quite a long time, and their families are still stuck in in Kabul or in Afghanistan, and yeah, the they are in a very horrible situation there and. Yeah, we've been we've been helping them to write letters uh, to the ministry, asking for family reunification, how to protect their families. Um, we also have people who are who have been denied asylum, so people who said they were fleeing the Taliban, but still the ministry at the time said the, Tali- the Taliban are um, hypothetical hypothetical uh, mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah the situation now has changed a lot I, I read one of your reports Afghanistan is not safe that was the title of the report which was published in I think February 2021 so before everything really kicked off you know in the last weeks why did you feel it was necessary to write that report hmm. so since the end of uh, 2019 we we uh, We welcome people who are uh, who got a negative decision from the ministry. Before that, in 2018, the Administrative Court of Appeal said um, in Afghanistan there was uh, internal armed conflict, and this was ground to uh, to grant the people at least subsidiary protection. So, before 2019, Afghan people got protected in in Luxembourg. Um, Since the end of 2019, this changed, and we worked on a report with the updated information on the situation regarding different angles, so the ethnicity of the people, uh, the gender. So in May, with uh, several other organizations, uh, we launched again the Afghanistan Not Safe movement, because from 2019 to 2019 there was a, a drastic drop in the protection for for afghan people so um decision were um 61% refusal for afghan people whereas in 2019 it was 7% and 0% in 2018 so and this was not been It was not uh, explained by the situation on the ground. Wait. Already in 2000, yeah, in September 2020, mm. there was the negotiation with the with the, the U.S. and the Taliban, and the U.S. already said we're gonna we're gonna withdraw, and this was yeah already the case. So basically, the last three years, Luxembourg has withdrawn their support for Afghanis looking to gain refugee status here, but there was no change in Afghanistan, so that did not make sense in any way. 
No, and this is confirmed by the yeah, situation with today. what's happened yeah. last week. So, have there been people sent back to Afghanistan, or were there people here? Are there people here who are still in a sort of holding process? When you get a negative decision from the ministry, you can appeal the decision in the so that's called tribunal administratif, and if this uh, jurisdiction also give you a negative decision, you can still appeal to the Administrative Court of Appeal. So there's uh, yeah, two, two, two opportunities. Yes, exactly. So there are people now in this process. Um, we are still waiting uh, for what's going to be what's going to be done in this uh, regard regard. We have people also who are who have been denied international protection and they have for some of them they have what's called report à l'éloignement report à l'éloignement it's not um, it's not a status it's not a residency it's a tolerance on the because they cannot be sent back and that's what the minister said he said afghan people will not be uh, returned by force to afghanistan which is already good does that, that mean at the moment or what what does that actually mean so it's a good question actually because He said uh, not people are not going to be returned back to Afghanistan by force because the situation there is too is too dangerous for people. Um, this is already a good first step, but the thing is people here need protection. The situation in Afghanistan changed their situation here in Luxembourg. He said people can be um, can stay here if they find a job. Um, We have people, they are too vulnerable to find a job. We have had cases of young people dropping out of school because they say, now I need to find a job very, very soon. Otherwise, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be in a good administrative situation in Luxembourg. And the minister, he says he wants to help Afghan women to find security and freedom in Luxembourg. But it's not really by putting them in the pressure of finding a job, which is administrative insecurity. The situation is not for Afghan to become part of the, let's say, labor force and make them work in the back of a restaurant, but to protect those who fulfill the conditions of the Geneva Convention and or subsidiary status. Mm -hmm. So at the minute, the situation is still unclear as to what will happen for to those people. Yes, the situation is still unclear and, and people have come to us to, to ask us, but what what's going to happen of me and... And to be honest, we don't have a clear answer to give them. So do you think they will review each case individually? They'll review these cases, surely, since the situation has, has changed. There's no question. I really hope so. I really hope so. But you don't know as yet. We don't know yet. And uh, yeah, we've been yeah. helping people to write letters to the ministry right. saying there are new elements. Mm -hmm. This yes. is what's happening in Afghanistan. Yes. Please uh, yeah, respond mm -hmm. in a different way. Um, in terms of family reunification, that's obviously you've said there are people who are maybe here 10, 10 years even, you know, and have their job, have their life here, but they're worried about their, their parents, their siblings um, in, in Afghanistan. Is there any hope of family reunification? So the um, criteria for family reunification in the law are you can bring your nuclear family. So husband or wife and underage children. You can also ask for your parents to come if you prove that they are in your charge and without support in the country of origin, without financial support in the current country of origin. So, yeah, we've been helping a lot of people to, to request the ministry for protection for their families because um, people here and 
people who have the status here fled Afghanistan for many different reasons, for because they were part of a particular ethnic group, or be, and they were persecuted for this by the Taliban, or because they were uh, working with some uh, Western uh, organization, uh, or for the the armed forces of NATO or the U.S. and their family who are who is now stuck in Afghanistan fear persecution because one member of their family fled mm -hmm. to Europe and now the Taliban's know this and we have people telling us yeah they've been going to the house of my mom or my father and we have also people who tell us yeah my niece is uh, in danger or my 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 underage sister because the Taliban said uh, the families will have to give to give one one daughter to marry their own soldiers. So yeah, people are really really worried for their families. So there's young people here who've actually gained protection because they were in danger because they'd maybe worked with the forces or been translators, and that action of them leaving the country and getting asylum here has now put their family, their whole family, in danger. Exactly. Do you think there's going to be much hope for for that now? I think it will be reviewed case by case. Yeah. The thing is, um, people not always have a passport, not always have mm -hmm. uh, updated ID card because now there's no state anymore in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. so they cannot even request that. Yeah. I mean, were you disappointed that the, the, the minister I heard in the press conference last week, he seemed quite non-committal about helping reconnect families? This is a... This is a hard question to answer. Of course, we were very, very disappointed because, uh, yes, we've been fighting for uh, the people to have their situation re-examined. Re mm -hmm. and, uh, and yes, th the answer he gave was not clear and people are still in, in a very insecure yeah. situation. Yeah. Was uh, Jean Asselborn right to insist that, um, the, that Europe needs an approach to the Afghanistan crisis? I think there's definitely a um, uh, responsibility of Europe to, to, take, um, to take into account what's happening and to try to, maybe in the future, create uh, humanitarian uh, corridors for people who are at risk. Um, and also there are many, many people who work for uh, European countries who are still stuck there because they could not get on the on the flights uh, in the last in the last mm -hmm. few days. But it's quite frightening, to be honest. For instance, when you when you hear uh, the president of France saying we have to protect ourselves from uh, the the wave of uh, Afghan refugees who are going to flee, this is quite frightening, to be to be honest. Andre, let's talk about Passerelle and how you actually manage to do the work that you do. Um, how is it financed? It's an ASBL. So, yeah, we are funded uh, mainly by the Oeuvre Nationale Grand Duchesse. We also have private companies who, who give donations, private people who give donations. Uh, we also have support from the Ministry of Justice. And, yeah, our goal is to, it's to remain independent uh, with a variation of uh, of um, of fundings. So individuals, what can they do to support you? People could donate. I imagine if they go to your website, there must be a donate button, is there? Exactly. People can go on our website. We 
are also glad if people follow our work. We've been working on newsletters, uh, so follow everything we're advocating for. for. Also, we welcome anyone who wants to be volunteering with us in the in our legal unit cell. On our website, you can find how to donate or contribute, and um, and we also have the. You can still purchase our book, Réhumanisez-moi, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, still available on the website. Now, I think it's very interesting to show the different ways that people can support Passerelle because obviously, you know, financial donations are one thing, but people can volunteer with you because you have this network of uh, legal practitioners, yourself included, who work with other lawyers in Luxembourg to put the cases together. Yeah, exactly. We have lawyers that comes to us and say, I want to get involved, I have uh, the legal base for it and mm -hmm. uh, yeah they want to get involved in the in the in the question of uh, refugee and yeah they have uh, they have been helping us a lot especially now this last week uh, we've been doing um, kind of a yeah two workshops for them to help us to write the letters uh, with the the specific like according to specific uh, situation of the people mm -hmm. coming to us Omra, for people who would like to donate or would like to find out more about the organisation, can you just give the website, please? So they can find the information on passerelle.lu. So P-A-S-S-E-R-E-L-L.lu. That's perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it was really interesting. And I guess we just keep in touch. And if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Thank you very much for having me.